You're with Julian on the brown note, and as I mentioned in that Mac Homie review, um, rounding up a couple of lesser releases from artists that I regularly listen to uh, before a slew of really prominent albums uh, that might be amongst my albums of the year uh, coming up. Sun Signature, that's the one I didn't remember last time, from Elizabeth Fraser, Black Midi, Working Men's Club. Um, there's, there's about four or five really good ones that I want to get to in the next week or so. So um, Neil Young, who has gone through the most amazing dump of archival material in recent years, um, it's rare for him not to release five albums a year. They take various, there's various sort of slots, so we get the... There's sort of been quite a few sort of very early 70s acoustic sets, acoustic live sets, uh, some really interesting full band sets. The one with Crazy Horse last year playing Tonight's Tonight, but in a completely different manner was absolutely superb. Um, and then there have been the uncovered stuff. So we've had at least two albums so far that were put on the back burner uh, from the 19. 70s um, which have proven really good and really interesting um, Neil Young's probably up there with Nina Simone and David Bowie as my all-time favorite artists alongside that he's also releasing new music so we have already had one Neil Young and Crazy Horse album this year called Barn and if you're a fan definitely watch the YouTube video of the entire performance in a barn uh, it's really quite sweet and I liked it. I thought it was a good album. Probably, you know, he's he's been more prolific than um, spending time maybe sculpting classic albums. But they've always been, you know, in the seven out of ten to eight out of ten ballpark for me. Uh, without any real classics, maybe the real classics coming from some of these reissues. Now we've got Toast, and Toast falls in the bracket of being one of those lost albums, which is makes it immediately at the top of the pile of, you know, if, if it's the 10th version of Neil Young playing an acoustic set from 1972, perhaps not essential, um, but the ones where it's been like whole scrapped albums that have suddenly been released, uh, that becomes really interesting. But this is probably the least of the three completely, you know, originally trashed and then released albums, purely because he recorded most of this material as Are You Passionate? around 2002 the thing is are you passionate and Neil Young, Neil Young made some like really bad albums uh, in the 1980s that aside out of his not really bad albums I think are you passionate is right down the bottom for me I've never liked it in fact I really dislike it he made this um, attempt at a soul R&B album with Booker T and the MGs on paper. Great move, but um, I found it really cloying. Um, so th this is interesting for me as even though half the album is, a is the original, so he originally made half of Are You Passionate with his esteemed cohorts, Crazy Horse. And then he trashed that and went and remade those tracks with Booker T and the MGs. So, it's a more interesting prospect for me because I never really have overdone listening to Are You Passionate? <laughs> I don't really like this at all. So a lot of these tracks are actually fairly new to me. 
And um, I think this is being really underrated. I think some of these tracks are adding to that legacy of the slow-burning crazy horse jams. Uh, there's probably at least three on the album that are, are fit to, to fight with the best ones they've done. Um, Quit's really an interesting opener because it's got the most sort of flat-out R&B solely feel to it. I thought that was really good. A lot of the songs on here are just about love uh, and not from a positive angle, mainly from heartache. Uh, he was apparently coming to the end mentally, if not technically to his long-term wife before he shacked up with Daryl Hannah. So I did wonder whether that was one of the reasons why they trashed the album in the first place. Um, unusually for a Crazy Horse album, they're quite polished here, whereas they are the number one raggedy act on earth that you go to to hear guitar school feedback and 10-minute workouts from Neil Young. Um, but I thought, you know, they're... That was a, that was a, an unexpected twist. That track, I thought it was really light on its feet. Uh, interesting vibe. Standing in the light of love, a bit more of a churner from Crazy Horse, but again, it's a bit too polished on this album, which is both a plus and a minus at times. Now, going home, the third track, which spirals way over seven minutes, that's up there with um, the best Crazy Horse stuff, particularly rem uh, reminiscent of something like Love Is Only Love from the Ragged Glory era. It's just really good. It's got a great melody in the chorus. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Timberline as well has got a really strong lyric about a guy losing his job and then losing his faith in religion and so on. Um, I thought that was really strong. I thought that was a great track. Gateway of Love was really good as well. Um, the, like the highs on here are, I thought very very strong um, I don't know if he could have curated it slightly better but I didn't think anything here was a dud and it ends on a 10 like there's a lot of long songs on here but it ends on a 10 minute workout um, boom 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 which was recorded like a few of the tracks under a different name on Are You Passionate and it's magnificent it's even, it does the full workout and again throughout Neil Young's guitar tone and soloing doesn't sound like anyone else on earth and he finds this just atonal weird melody structures in anywhere anywhere his guitar inhabits but i really liked the um sort of like dr john voodoo piano plonking away in the background um i thought it was another at least two of these tracks are worthy of uh, becoming part of that neil young crazy horse canon so I think I think in its favour, it's so low stakes. I mean, you're not going to focus on it like Barn that came out, uh, which I thought was a really good album, not consistently great. Um, like the best tracks on it towards the end were just unbelievably good and there was a, a little bit of lesser material and maybe a little bit of an, an inconsistent tone. Um, so I, I think that the fact that this is more low-key, and I said that about the... Um, West Side Gun album, uh, it makes it quite an easy listen as well. It's a, it's a good inroad into Crazy Horse, I think, because it doesn't ask much of you. It's more polished than their usual fare, less punishing than perhaps they can be, and very melodic. Like a lot of the choruses and everything are really well written and, and, and sound beautifully melodic. There's some great harmonies throughout from Crazy Horse and Neil Young as well, um, which isn't always brought to the fore how beautific um they sort of came from 
that Graham Parsons um, country rock, the formation of it. So you never really sort of focus on their harmonies very much, but they're sounding great here. So I'm going to give it a, a really happy with seven and a half out of ten for that. Could even go a little bit higher for Neil Young and Crazy Horse and Toast. <laughs> 